a song. And this one's for you, dude. I don't know. I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. Anyone who's listening right now, you listen to a special Domcast episode right now. Episode 5. The the review of the 4th of July episode. The episode where Big Texas came down and gave Dom Caesar a good slap in the face. After the last three years fighting this case, Big Texas came down and said, fuck you. What am I talking about? I'll tell you what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm coming at you right now live from a different room, not the dining room. I'm coming to you live from my game room. Chilling with the lovely offering Shireen. And it has been a very uh, notable day. A very notable day, I will say, on the fact that before today, I had all my freedom in front of me. I had everything. Everything you fucks take for granted. And now I have the state of Texas watching my every move. Why? Because Dom Caesar is on probation. Yes, you heard it from the goat's fucking mouth. Dom Caesar is on probation, y'all. You know, everyone's got a good run. I was fighting this case for three years and it came down to who's got more money and more time. Well, the state of Texas has both those things, my friends. When you're backed up in a corner, you should never back down. And if you do, you're probably taking probation. That's what the fuck happened to me, y'all. So, uh, people have known, hey, I was fighting this thing for almost three years in August. It's basically three years now. You know what? One-year probation, a little bit extra. It is what it is. Okay? Now, let's not talk about that right now because... This podcast's narrative has just changed tremendously. Now, this card is in play. All right? This is almost like one of those games where you collect cards and you throw them in play. Almost like Monopoly 2. You never know. Um, This card is the... This is the... Fuck. No more Dank Williams Jr. No more that devil's lettuce. No more just... Booze and I know some people are like, hey, even though you're going through something like that, don't don't put it on blast. Don't make it public. Dude, fuck you. You know why? Because it's already public. If you Google I can hey, if you're listening to this, if I know your first and last name and I type it in to the the county court records, I could see everything you fucked up on. Surprisingly, there's another Dominic Crusoe who's apparently going through a divorce. Because if you type in my name, you'll find him. I don't know if he lost his kids or what, but there's, there's, that's not my profile, though. I'll tell you that right now. So, a three-year fight is coming to an end. And at least I know there is an end date, which is nice to know. But doesn't mean I'm going to falter. You know, It's not going to mean I'm going to set back. Uh, my 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 timeline of success, you know. Like what they say, every time I die, every time I die, what was that band? I will never falter. I'll stand my ground. That's a fucking great song and great lyric. But um, 
standing my ground just talking shit into a microphone because I still have my I have my freedom of speech, but most people they confuse their freedom of speech um, to where they have a freedom of consequence. You don't. I have a freedom of speech, but I'm going to get held to everything I say on this same thing. And we're getting a lot of play. So a lot of people could hear this. I could, you know, but I'm going to hold down, you know, what I don't I don't believe in a freedom of consequence because freedom of speech, you lose your freedom of consequence. But uh, on that note, we're going to we're going to we're going to move on. So Dom Caesar is going to get slapped on the wrist by the state of Texas for the next year. That's not going to change many things. Don't worry. And if you think I'm slurring and I'm. I'm a little something right now. Guess what? I ain't even tip of the iceberg, my friends. Sweet Jesus, it's been a long week. We've started off with some uh, awesome things. At first, I cut my hair. Finally, had to. Needed to get it done with. Yeah, about a year and a half. It was getting too long. I had too much power, honestly. I think that was what's wrong. I was like, I fought this case for three years, and the second I cut my hair, I lost it. It's almost like I was Samson, you know, and they just stole my power. So if you got long hair right now and you're trying to fight the state of Texas, I thoroughly recommend 100% you keep your hair, okay? Just try it. Just, just try it. Also, if you're my age and still smoking pot, hey, quit, okay? Hey, if you're 22 years old, 23 years old and you're smoking pot, have fun. You're 29, 30 and still smoking pot? Fucking quit. I didn't need probation to tell me to quit smoking pot. I guess I figured that out on my own. Yo, come on now. But I will say, I'm very happy. And I want to have a couple, I got to say a couple things about the last episode. I love my brother. He's going to be back on. There was a great response I have my brother on. Y'all loved him. I love him. And the guy can love, he loves to talk. He's, he's passionate about so many things. I will say, though, uh, the audio on that was my fault. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I had a delay on, extended reverb. I'm not sure what happened. It will not happen again. That's why I'm recording now in my man cave, which is so fucking douchey. So fucking douchey. If you're my age, you should never have a man cave. Actually, no man who's worthy of a man cave should call it a man cave. You call, you got a spare room you can go into. Okay. I would I would say more on that, but the lady's here right now. She slapped me in the head. She's painting right now, but she's she's very damn good at it too. She made herself a little easel. You know how long it took me to figure out how to spell the word easel? You know? That's the kind of level of intelligence you're dealing with right now on Domcast episode five. That's actually Domcast episode everything. That's the level of intelligence you're messing with. I don't know if it's because it's French or because there's way Way too many vowels. I'm not sure. But easel is just... I would say take it out of the English dictionary, but I'm pretty sure it's a French word. So, yeah, I cut my hair, chopped it off. The whole gang of it. It was way too hot out here. I mean, imagine everyone in California is complaining about, oh, it's 118 degrees in L.A. Fuck you, dude. It's been raining nonstop and it's 100 degrees. You talking about humidity that they can't even chart. Humidity is so high, they're like, well, it should rain because technically if it's over 80% humidity, water should be falling out of the sky because so much is collected in the sky. 
right? That's what should happen. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on now. Blame it on chemtrails. Blame it on blame it on whatever you want, dude. You want to get into it? You want to write me a letter? Domcast210 at gmail.com. I want to know how come. Give me definitive proof that the government is not tweaking our weather. Please. Please. I want to know. I know you won't leave me, but I refuse. Dominic, what are you doing? Hey, chill out. People are trying to listen. They're at work. It's a day. It's a, it's our first eight minutes at work. And you're singing them temptations. Chill the fuck out. All right, chachis. Well, so we're living in, what well, this is post uh, 4th of July, 2018, right? In the, according to the Christian Judaism to the calendar. Dominic, why are you why are you slurring your words? Are you already breaking your probation? Nah. Nah. I never broke it in the first place, man. This probation is not like that 90s song. Everything is not meant to be broken. This probation is definitely not broken. But you know what? We're jumping around everywhere. I do want to say thank you so much because we have 661 downloads off the rip. A great start to this podcast. And if you'd like to hear my brother more, he's going to be on. Definitely going to have Zach Cavender on more often. I have a couple other friends of mine. A couple I've spoke to about. A couple don't know I'm about to speak to him about it. But we're going to get on here. We're going to talk some life. Now, I'm going to delve deep into the belly of the beast. And we're going to talk about AT&T. AT&T. These fucking chachis. Now, yes, I've had AT&T service for a minute now. One reason I've had it is because my bills are just bundled up and they're easy. Even though they vary, I have to get on the phone call and talk with them. But you know what? Someone like myself who has enough time to speak into a microphone for an hour has definitely enough time to sit on customer service with people. So best believe the only reason I still have AT&T is because I have enough free time to sit on a phone and not just necessarily bitch, but say, hey, I'm in the service industry. I would do this. Why don't you? Okay. So I was told... I'm going to tell you, there's a big difference between AT&T over the phone and going to the AT&T store. All my homies, all my troopers, all my dudes and gals out there going to the AT&T store, okay? Respect so much. I'd buy you a fucking belt buckle made of gold if I could, but I paid too much for your service, so I can't. So when I go in there and I hear someone that works for you go, homie. You, you're paying for 50 MBs, megabits, megabytes of internet, and you're only getting 18? And he tells me I got to fix that, and I need to call some motherfuckers? Guess what? I'm going to call some motherfuckers. So I call some people, and AT&T sent some people out to my house. Not some people. A computer and a guy. This guy's pretty nice, okay? He obviously, I think he wants to do his job. He was a little bit on the lanky side. I don't know if he was eating well. Not sure. Uh, but he came in and he told me he had a speed test. He's like, bro, you're getting more than 18 megabytes. You're getting like 30. And then my every speed test I did, nah, 
Nah, throw it out. I was getting like 18 on a good day. Six in my bedroom, dude. What the fuck, right? So you're like, oh, this is textbook AT&T bullshit. And I guarantee you, I want to know how many people actually started with AT&T. Because I was, um, what was that brand called? Uh, Singular? Maybe Singular the lady helped me out over here. Singular? Yeah, I had Singular. Um, most people had another company and they had no choice. They had another company they were happy with. And then that company got bought out by AT&T. And that's how you got the internet service and phone service you have now. So when I find this out, the guy comes and he was supposed to bring a new modem. The guy doesn't. (laughs) Surprise. Okay. And he was supposed to arrive between noon and 2 p.m. Something like that. He didn't get here till like an hour and a half after his appointment. Didn't bring me the modem. Showed me on his phone a speed test that said that was the speed I was getting. Wasn't. And somehow everything was supposed to be fine. He leaves. I speed test. I got six megabytes. Download, not upload. My upload is about the same as that, right? So I'm like, all right, and this guy was supposed to replace my modem, call an AT&T on the phone for another hour and a half or so, get transferred all around. This is like two days later because I'm busy. I end up in India, of course. It's kind of like you want to travel the world, call AT&T. You'll end up in India. You will. It'll be so easy. So I end up there speaking with someone, and they promised me they're going to send me this new modem and but they they can't get me some to install it they're gonna give me an address it's like att.ufixit.com not even exaggerating i think if you go to google right now and type that in that's the shit you're gonna see dude that's what they gave me they sent me a modem hey i was i was that generation where yeah we had internet we had napster and limewire I would have to get off the phone line when my mom was trying to reach some friends. I don't know how to set up a modem. Okay? Sorry. That's why I can change. Okay, maybe I can set up a modem, but that's not what the fuck I pay for. Let's just put it like that. I know how to change a tire. If I have a flat tire, I know how to change it. Or let's say I need oil change. I can change my car's oil. Hey, you fuck. How about I just pay someone who does it every day? Let me give him 25 bucks and let some guy who does it every day and who won't fuck it up do it. How about that? AT&T, do you give me the option? No. You're going to send me this shit and guess what? I fucked it up. So apparently every time I tried it, the services, the light went to red. Right? Exactly. What the fuck I thought was going to happen when you send me a modem and tell me to install it myself. So I have to call these motherfuckers again. So I do. Now, they're like, we're going to send you a different tech and he's going to have a new modem. He's going to install it for you and get this thing fixed. Guess what happens? Same tech. No new modem. While my modem's still en route from bumfuck India. And, uh... Doesn't even install the new one. Just basically tells me to download another app to check my speed. So the speed on his phone matches the speed on my phone. 
Long story short, I try to call Spectrum, but then these fucks are trying to get me with this, uh, oh, when you show up, here's another 150 bucks. Like, what kind of job can you do that to that you don't tell someone beforehand? That you can just walk up in and go, surprise, here's a bill for 150 bucks. You know, AT&T and plumbers. Plumbers can show up to your house, be like, oh, your toilet was clogged? Here's a $150 let me see that shit fee, but you're going to pay it because you're up to your heels and shit. Not expecting it from AT&T. What's sad is these guys are about to own everything. Guarantee it. Dominic, you're scaring them. You're talking too loud. Okay, we'll switch the subject. I don't even know what to switch it to now. LeBron? LeBron? Tony Parker, dude? And a lot of people... Okay, San Antonio, yes, we have some class. You wouldn't know it from listening to me right now, but we have some class. I will tell you, Tony Parker, though, so French. He's so French. He has no class, bro. He's playing class with ass double style, dude. You go play 17 seasons, win five championships. Four, maybe. Five. I think it's five. And then you're going to go leave? To go to Charlotte to make an extra 10 mil? Is that how behind you are in debts, dude? 17 years. 17 years. Five championships, dude. I can't believe it. Most of San Antonio like, oh, look how classy they are. They're just saying thank you for the good times. Nah, let me tell you something. Fuck you, Tony Parker. You know what? First time, fuck you, when you went to my grandpa's restaurant off Leon Valley, Angelo's, with Eva Longoria, there was one other table in the whole damn restaurant. It was a married couple with like a six-year-old kid. He asked you and Eva for your autograph. Eva signed his autograph. You said no and went to the Quiznos next door. Guess what? That stuck with me. You know why? Because you're French and you're shitty, dude. I knew it. I knew back then you weren't going to last, and I know now you're not going to last. Oh, Dominic, why are you so cold to someone who played this long for his? I don't give a shit, dude. You ever seen a grown-ass adult in a restaurant with no one else besides him and his wife turn down an autograph for a six-year-old? Yeah, that punched faith in my fanship. Yeah, I never knew this guy was going to last. I knew he wasn't going to last, dude. Evo was at least respectful enough to sign the kid's thing and say, hey, we're going to enjoy the rest of lunch. You got up like a little bitch and went over to the Quiznos and ordered his sandwich so you could sit by yourself and look like the victim in a chair at a fucking Quiznos. Congratulations, dude. That's no class, you French fuck. It's like, why am I so mad at the French, though? They make everything. You make good wine, good cheese. He used a lot of my favorite curse words. And y'all bang way too much, though. That's probably where all this yeasty shit comes from. But I'm telling y'all, the French, you can't trust them. Talk about a country who's never won any of their wars, got everyone else to fight for their wars, and still takes the blame. And you're going to tell me Tony Parker's being a class act? Throw him to the curb. Dude, at least Kawhi. Kawhi didn't have... Yeah, he won us one. He helped. 
We also went to the playoffs again without him. Good gunk. I won't even be mad if Kawhi leaves. Now, after this, I'd be like, yeah, thank God you didn't have to play games with fucking Pau Gasol. <laughs> Who was a Laker. And the Lakers, my friends, don't have 16 championships. Oh, 16? Only because Boston has... Okay, so Boston has 17 championships, right? The Celtics? And you say you have 16? Guess what? They don't call it the Lakers because they're from Western California. Why the fuck do you think they call your names the Lakers? Because you're the Minneapolis Lakers. You're in the Great Lakes area. You won five championships as Minneapolis. You have 11 as L.A. Don't claim those other five championships, you sons of bitches. Boston has 17, but they won all 17 in their city with their team. If I see another fucking Lakers jersey that says 16-time world champions, I mean, I've already lost I've already lost enough to never listen and watch the NBA again. I'm sorry. I'm never going to watch a full season again ever in my whole life. But but it's like that LA bullshit. Oh, let's just pad this on our fucking resume of why we're better and it's always a good temperature here. You fucks. Then it goes over 100 degrees and you got a fucking problem with it and you got to talk shit about the rest of the country that's on fire all day every day for the, the entire year. Oh, now you go over 100 and you got a problem? Oh, punt that 100 with the rest of your fucking championships. Don't claim fucking five that you never won. Minneapolis. I bet 90% of LA's population can't even spell that city, dude. Are you kidding me? You won 11, you were lucky. There wasn't even a three-point line for half of them you won. Sweet Jesus. And maybe I was just spoiled being a Spurs fan my whole life. Maybe growing up and watching us go to the playoffs every year spoiled me. Or the fact that I love hockey. My dad was from Detroit, and I love the Red Wings, and we went to the playoffs for 22, maybe three straight playoffs. I mean, besides the Spurs, who else did that? Uh, the Red Wings. So maybe I'm just a spoiled sports fan, whether I'm from L.A. or Boston or not. I'm from San Antonio, but I grew up with the good stuff. Talk about awesome sports right now. Uh, World Cup. Gagunk. Still can't get it. Still can't get I understand it. But how do you... I mean, this makes me... Like, I actually worry about the rest of the world. How you could be so content for an hour and a half. Watching a bunch of muscular dudes show their thighs off and kick balls. Who the fuck is that guy? Ronaldo? One of these guys. I think it was Ronaldo. He was taking like a penalty shot and he lift his shorts up above his thigh. Seriously? Oh, like I thought there was crazy like egos in the NBA and even crazier ones in the NFL. But this guy just on the main screen just showing his his thighs. Bro, they're not even anything to like rave home about. If they were just fat and chunky and you pump work and you ate a bunch of shit for that, maybe. 
but you did nothing but run. And then you shaved them? I'm sorry, but if you're a grown-ass man from any... I mean, it doesn't matter what your lineage is, but if you're a grown-ass man and you're there shaving your thighs and putting sweat or you're sweating and oiling them up for the camera, you're working porn. I don't care if they say you play soccer, but on the big screen, you lift up your panties and you show those little greasy thighs, you're working in porn. Tell me what the difference is if some chick just threw that on her titties and flashed the camera. You're lifting up your skirt, you're showing your thighs, and you're slapping them, and then you're kicking balls. You're working in porn, dude. How fucking sad is that? Is that's like the... That's the high point of a 90-minute game is watching some hairless boy slap his thighs on TV. Dominic, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about the World Cup. No, you're not talking about the World Cup. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. That's a hairless boy slapping his thighs on national television, and all he's doing is kicking around a ball. You would think I was saying something fucking perverted if you didn't know I was talking about soccer right now. And that's how it got in y'all Chachi's minds. The equivalent of Cristiano Ronaldo flexing his thighs after he makes a goal would be the same if you saw me take six shots of tequila and just bust my nasty tummy out and wave my liver in your face. That's the equivalent of what the fuck they're getting done. One gets paid more than the other. One definitely gets paid a lot more than the other. But it is what it is. You want a pretty face guy kicking things. Look at Messi. As well like Messi. He's probably like almost a foot shorter than Ronaldo. A lot older, not as cocky. I like that. That's some, that's some, uh, I wouldn't even say Wayne Gretzky shit. This is bringing me back into the hole. I got to get off sports, y'all. I have to get off sports right now. We need to talk about something else. Blink-182's greatest hits? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Don't know any of the songs by name. If you played one of them, wouldn't know what the name of the song is. Uh, owned maybe one CD. Had a friend burn for me growing up. Because I was listening to Led Zeppelin when kids were playing uh, punk pop, you know. But I will tell you, it was just that generational thing where it was just in the background of everything we did. We don't understand how much of influence MTV had on us kids born late 80s, early 90s, okay. I don't know what generation you want to call that. Generation, you're fucking listening to it, dot com is what you call it right now. And I I never listened to this band. I never learned any of their songs and guitar. But when I got their greatest hits, Blink-182's greatest hits, get on the Apple Music, I knew every lyric to every song. Who there you? Swarm with all the spiders, eating things, catching their insides. Hey, talking about spiders and catching their insides, who back in the day used to have one of those little uh, ovens. The creepy bakes. Creep, creepy crawlers. Remember you used to get the gunk and all different colors 
And that's back when your parents would let you have a full-on mini oven, you know, as a kid. Nowadays, if you had that, these kids would be making oil. They'd be baking that THC down. Back then, your parents would give you a legit oven. They even had McDonald's versions where you could make uh, shakes and eat little burgers and fries. Oh, my God. Bringing back memories. They would have a burn warning on the box, and your parents are like, yeah, you play with this. How do we do it? I don't know. Figure it out. That's why you go to school. Like, can you believe if you get, I don't know what would happen if you gave kids that nowadays. Sweet Jesus, it'd be too intense. But also, kids nowadays wouldn't know what the fuck recipes are because everything's already there for them. They'd be like, oh, I just thought hamburgers came like this. They wouldn't even know how to fucking grind beef up, season it, flatten it out, make a patty. They couldn't even make homemade bread. And that sounds stupid, but if you don't know how to make bread or plant some corn or do anything like that, I mean, you couldn't live. We don't need you. If shit went down, we lost all this. We wouldn't need you. If my AT&T went down, if Cristiano Ronaldo went down, what would you do? I know what I'd do. I'd start rubbing some sticks together. Y'all ever seen that show Naked and Afraid? Okay, when I very first saw that, I was hanging out at my parents' house. And I legit thought, this is a joke. This is a joke. This isn't a real show. And obviously, it is a real show, but I mean, you can't take it seriously. Hey, kids, screw that. Go watch it. Go on Hulu. Type in Naked and Afraid. Go on YouTube. Type in, type in Naked and Afraid. These people actually go. You forget they're naked after the first five minutes of watching it. Because once you realize this is a true survival show of people having to wear absolutely nothing in a swamp, getting bugs on their genitalia, getting eat up by mosquitoes, having to sleep in mud. You don't care if they're naked. It's more intense that they are. I will tell you, I don't think I've seen a more intense show on survival than maybe clips from North Korea. <laughs> clips from North Korea and Naked and Afraid. That's some real ass shit right there. That is some real ass shit. Hey, and you know what? Watch it with an open mind. Don't come in going, oh, they just want to be naked around each other. No, these people, a lot of them have like years, decades and plus of survival uh, experience. These people are going in for the big kahuna. I think they have to last 21 days, I believe. I think it's 21 days. Most of them don't even last the first two weeks. And what I see is... Obviously, it's just like human beings. Like in a temperate climate, they can last. But if you put them close to the equator or close to the northern pole, they are fucked, dude. Once they get, I mean, there was one where I don't remember. They dropped them somewhere in South America where it was so close to the equator that they were literally perspiring and it was evaporating as they were walking. I think they didn't even make it like three days. You can't do that to humans like that, man. These people, they they get sunburned. They go to Whataburger. They go to work with long sleeves on. 
They're not used to it. You know? You can't do that to these people. But people do it. They sign up for it. And I don't even think there's a prize. I honestly think the whole deal is if you do the whole 21, they'll pay for your flight and your food. And then that's it. I don't think they take care of anything else. To be honest, it's like, hey, sign up for the shittiest vacation you're ever going to have. The last 21 days, it's all paid for. I mean, I honestly, I don't think there's a prize. That's, that's what makes it even more intense. If these were some naked-ass bimbos trying to rub hips in the mud, I wouldn't have any sympathy for these fucks. But the fact that they're going out there with like 10-plus years' experience just trying to prove to themselves and the world they are the ultimate survivor. Yeah, I'll watch an episode or two. And I think you should as well. Naked and afraid. Catch it on your Hulu, dude. Hulu. And it sounds like I'm doing advertisements, but guess what? Hey, Dom Caesar got a little list of some people I want to advertise. So next episode, the sound, you know, it's going to be fixed. There's not going to be any delay and reverb. And uh, the intro song and outro song, I'm just done with them, y'all. I love the intro song and I love the outro song, but... We're, we're doing this organic. We're doing this grassroots. We're taking it from the bottom, baby. We're building this. We're building our own legion. Okay? It might be a legion of boom. No. It's the legion of doom. Yeah, that was overplayed and said many times. So I'm sitting here. If you heard that, my lady who's in the same room as me. Just texted me a picture of a hot dog. Yes, some of you might know, some of you might not know. I'm a big fan of hot dogs. I love them. I actually, depending on how much money I'm making, dictates the level of hot dog I'm going to enjoy. Now, I'm a big fan of Nathan's. Okay, but I will, okay, I'm going to put my hot dogs in the top three for you. So when you know, you already heard me talk about chicken wings. You know I don't fuck around with that, dude. So we're talking about hot dogs now. And I seriously, I do not even leave enough space for you to even debate whether it's good or not. I'm telling you what the top three is. Hebrew Nationals, kosher, 100% beef, Jewish fucking hot dogs. That's number one. If I had the money, I'd buy Hebrew Nationals all the time. I don't have Jewish money, so I can't buy Hebrew Nationals all the time. Number two. Nathan's. 100% beef skinless dogs. You can't go wrong with Nathan's. If you if you weren't spoiled and got to eat, and I'm not talking about sausages because I'm not talking kielbasas or anything. I'm talking about hot dogs. If you haven't had the pleasure of enjoying a Hebrew national, then you've probably enjoyed a Nathan's and they are, you know, widely considered as the number one dog in the world. Uh, the, the hot dog contest every year on the 4th of July, which Mr. Chestnut, I think broke his record on that guy is crazy. Mr. Chestnut, shout out to you. You're a legend. You're someone I look up to when it comes to eating dogs. Intaking sodium and fighting high cholesterol. 
Uh, number two is definitely Nathan's, though. And then number three is your all-around ballpark Frank. Now, ballparks are not 100% beef. Ballparks are exactly what the doctor said when they said, uh, hot dogs are made of a bunch of pigs chopped up. A bunch of chicken buttholes and pig noses all in a hot dog. That's what a ballpark Frank is. And Michael Jordan, you know, he made them big because he repped them. I will say the best way to eat one is to boil it. Boiling hot dog Frank or hot dog Franks. Hot dog Frank. (laughs) Santa Claus doesn't see me every year. Hot dog Frank does. Does he give me something in my stocking? Yes. Is it skinless? Yes. Is it 100% beef? Sometimes. If I'm a naughty boy, it's a ballpark Frank. If I'm a good boy, it's a Hebrew national. If I'm just kicking fucking rocks, it's a Nathan's. Dude. And shout out to all the actual Nathans out there. You're my homies. Everyone I know named Nathan, you're actually pretty fucking cool. Uh, I hope this doesn't come back to bite my ass. Y'all better not turn into like serial killers or rapists or anything like that because this is going to come back to me one day. I'm going to have to testify in court how I thought you were cool and how you were so cool that they named a whole hot dog franchise after you. Hey, and if your name's Nathan, could you imagine if your last name was Chestnut? Nathan Chestnuts. Mr. Chester, the hot dog eater. Now, I've eaten hot dogs my whole life. I almost thought it was uh, a thing kind of like poker where you play enough tournaments that uh, if you play enough tournaments, 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 tournament, tourneys, tournaments. Sorry, I said tournaments, but they're tourneys. <laughs> so I thought maybe if you played enough tournaments, you know, maybe you get qualified for the big boys. Well, I've been eating hot dogs. Since the womb, I've been eating hot dogs since ground zero, and I've never got one invite. So, if you're in the hot dog game, you work for any of these hitters, please contact your boy. I follow the hashtag hot dog on Instagram. How fucked up is that? How fucked up it is that. Facebook owns Instagram, and I'm so paranoid I deleted Facebook just to only have an Instagram. How fucked up is that? Hey, why don't you look in the mirror about your own social media game, okay? All these people complain about, oh, they invaded my privacy. Why did you sign up for social media? When you sign up for social media, you're signing away your rights to all privacy. Why? Because you want people to see your shit. You fucking jackass every time i open up the news and it's about a bunch of people suing facebook for leaking their information what the fuck do you think you did when you signed up for it you genius what the what do you think you did do you want social media or do you not it's simple i mean it's literally that and these people are the same people that put tape on top of their uh, cameras or turn off they turn off the GPS of their phone so it doesn't track them but the second they pull up a map they know exactly where they're at or if they google something I mean, you really think because you decline them following you through a website that they're not following you 
I, this is the problem with this generation. They actually think they have some kind of rights. Like, all right, Dom C, now I'm on probation. Tell me something I fucking didn't know. Did you not think I was on probation my whole damn life? Do you not think being born in America and following these rules, I wasn't on probation my entire life? Close it up. You fucking imbeciles. Uh, well, I digress. I'm going to do a, a softer state of mind now. Where are we at? 40 fucking minutes. God bless your soul if you're still listening right now. And thank you to everyone that's downloaded and rated. Please continue. Because uh, I'm going to have a lot to say coming up. In my sober state of mind. How I mean, all the times in my life I ever had to quit drinking, it was on my own terms. And I liked it. I felt great about it. It's not even about getting high anymore. I mean, I'm too old for that. I get high now. I get an anxiety attack from the weed these kids are smoking. Can't even imagine. This is That's a generational gap. It happens again. Straight up. Back when... uh. Back in my day, when I was smoking, you know, I was getting that shit that had seeds in it. It was from Mexico. And you paid 10 bucks and you got, 10, you got a dime bag. A dime bag was a dime bag. Then it went to Dro and you're paying $25 a gram. And then it became basically $35 for an eighth. It's three and a half G's. And we're talking about full ounces, bro. 28 G's made a chicken cross the street. You sons of bitches. <laughs> so... I think I quit weed way before I was, I was just quit it. I mean, I was, there's only so much you can do. There's almost so much you can do. It's just not fun anymore. It's boring. You know what I mean? I'm not dissing anyone that does, but come on. If you're my age, fucking quit smoking already. You're not doing anything for yourself. You're not doing anything for your neighbor. You're just putting yourself in danger. If you live in Colorado, though, and you want to do that, good for you. And if you can make... $40,000 $40,000 a year smoking weed every day. Congratulations. It's America. Okay? And on this note, especially living in South Texas and having to deal with watching these kids on TV and everything with Trump, I'm telling you, man, the hardest workers I ever met, ever, were all from Mexico. All of them. And one of the biggest things was when I was 18 years old, and I was living in Austin. I don't know if I told this story already. I may have already told this story. But when I was w- working in uh, in Austin, I was working at a Chili's. A 45th in Lamar. The one next to the UT where they used to use Bevo Bucks to pay for their meals. So they didn't have to tip shit or pay shit. Bevo Bucks are basically like food dollars that their parents load into their car. And they work at certain restaurants around campus. Just so happened they were worthy at my chilies, which sucked dick. So they would pay with that, not the real money, and not leave a tip, and then you would just serve tables for free. Well, I used to have a bus girl, a busser, a bus woman, and she worked her ass off, dude. Did I already tell this story? I feel like I may have already told this story. But she worked her ass off. And uh, I mean, moral of the story is she couldn't speak English. She was from a different country and she had kids and she was the hardest worker in front of the house slash back of the house that place had. And then I would jump in my car, drive home 
And at the first stop sign, I would see some white guy that spoke English with a high school degree, sometimes a college degree, asking me for money. Ah, go fuck yourself. Seriously. I couldn't take it. It would engulf me in rage, dude. I was so mad. And this woman is trying her best to do her best. To make money and you're going to sit there knowing the language with a degree sitting there asking for money. And then you're the ones that are going to complain about Mexicans taking jobs. Hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Go. Who? Fuck yourself. Okay. Fuck yourself. If I ever have to hear one of you broke-ass bimbo dudes talk about not getting money or having a job, I'll fucking break your knees. Did I just say that on probation? Yeah, I'm doing it, uh, I'm not doing it physically. I'm doing it emotionally. Emotionally, I'm breaking your knees in my mind, you son of a bitch. Weak people, dude. Weak people. Go work. So many times I was sitting there and some bum was asking me for money. I said, I can get you a job, but you got to show up tomorrow. They're going to feed you. You show up, they're going to feed you, and you'll get paid. Guess what? Zero percent. None of them go. Why? So much easier to go ask for it. Eh? eh, eh. Ask for it? You know what? And they're always wanting handouts. They want this. They want that. They want child support. They want child support, dude. Hey, guess who has more kids than anyone and has never asked for child support? (laughs) Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan has never asked for child support. I hope that becomes one of y'all's Twitter names. Genghis Khan needs no child support money. That motherfucker had it. Can you believe? It was all because of that dude. He was training kids to ride horses with no hands. He was right. They were riding horses with their legs, shooting bow and arrows. You know, and that's what that killed it. It was like, all right, we have a, we have a, we have an army of horses now. With men on top, not even men, little babies. Could you imagine like a 12-year-old on a, a a Mongol horse coming at you? And you're like, oh, this kid. But he's not using hands and he's got a bow and arrow and he just shoots you in the chest. That happened to so many people. It caught him. That was the original Blitzkrieg. You know, I don't know. You know, fucking, you know that's territory I don't want to get into. Now I'm thinking about it out loud. I don't want to get there. But yeah, Genghis Khan... Never ask for child support. So why should you on the side of the road? Huh? You shouldn't. Oh, well. So we're going to see how this goes, you know, going forward. The narrative has changed, my friends. The probation is now in effect. You'll be here in the 7-Eleven. I hope you buy a scratch off. That's good luck, right? Some good dates for you, 7-Eleven. Right? Besides just the gas station that's going out of business because the Valero's taking it all? 
God bless capitalism. And uh, my brother, Christian Karu. So he'll be back on here again, man. He'll be back on. He's actually moving to Austin, so we're going to have some great things to talk about. And Zach Cavender, he's going out of town to Kansas City, Missouri. That's my producer right there. He'll be going out. Uh, we'll, when both these cats get back in town, I'll be doing another episode with them. Uh, I, I really like to keep y'all updated throughout the week when it's just kind of like me. And then maybe every other episode I'll have someone on. So hopefully my only goal is I understand how it is to have a lot of free time and dead time, especially at work and jobs. Or if you're doing something minuscule and you just need to listen to something and the radio's getting boring, I will, you know, I'm here to fill up an hour of your time. You know, I'm just going to rant, rave, talk about dumb shit. And, uh, well, not even dumb shit. I think things that actually matter, you know, like how much back child support does Genghis Khan owe? I'm not sure. But, um, I'm happy to see it. Y'all y'all email me at domcast210 at uh, gmail.com. I'll answer questions. We'll get it on. I can't wait to get my brother back on here. Can't wait to get... Uh, and actually, I have a couple other cats. I have some local musicians, some bartenders, some food bloggers that I'm speaking with right now. And I just, I just want to thank you so much for the support. Keep... Keep listening, y'all. Like I always said, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. And if something if, if something doesn't offend you now, trust me, wait 30 seconds, something will, okay? We're getting there. We're <laughs> covering so much shit. And uh, let this be the start of the Sober Series. And, oh, no more outro song this week. Y'all are the best. Uh, I'm at, you know, 50 minutes. This is the best I could do for you uh, this week. But I'll drop another one. Make sure you listen to every Wednesday. Uh, give us a rating. Zero to five stars. I don't give a fuck. Just rate us. Love y'all. Be easy. Peace.